Started. Hi, I'm uh, your host, Jonathan Kers. Uh, I lead communications here at Lavana. Lavana is a really exciting perpetual swap that supports up to 100x leverage on uh, over 27 different markets. Um, we're a Cosmos app uh, currently uh, deployed. Our flagship product is on Osmosis. Uh, we're also on Injective and Say. We've been around for about four months. We have um, about, I think, 11,000 uh, users that have used the product and, um, you know, about uh, $900 million in trading volume. And we've paid out roughly a million dollars um, in fees to LPs uh, and arbitragers on the system. So a million bucks uh, to, to pay out the, the community in your first uh, you know, four months um, kind of makes you pretty popular. So we've been growing uh, significantly. And one of uh, my favorite traders that's on the platform um, is uh, the uh, you know the famous uh, Winfred Mandela, and I am so excited to have her as a guest on our show tonight. And we're going to learn a little bit about what it uh, what it looks like to be a trader um, in the Cosmos ecosystem because historically, you know, uh, for the past I'd say two years. Um, there hasn't really been a lot of trading, um, you know, or at least professional traders on Cosmos, and we're, we're starting to see it picked up. And so today we're going to have the discussion around, you know, what happens and, uh, and, and what do we need to see in, in order to, to cause the, you know, the, the um, explosive growth within Cosmos, uh, you know, amongst uh, more uh, sophisticated traders. So, uh, Winfred, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm probably going to underwhelm you because I don't necessarily consider myself to be a sophisticated trader. Uh, maybe in relation to like the general crypto demographic, I could be. Um, I just have a very big interest in financial markets. Got into Bitcoin maybe eight, ten years ago now. Um, started out on the centralized exchanges and at the time, it was just kind of like spot trading. And then new features got added over time and you had like margin trading. But then I kind of started to not necessarily appreciate being on those exchanges because at first, you know, you could sign up just with your email address and that was all you needed to provide. But then over time, you know, they started asking for your passport and, you know, at the same time, not promising to be responsible with the information that we're providing to them. So that kind of deterred me a bit from just like using the exchanges. And then, you know, I'm based in Canada. So um, 
in Canada, there's actually now a legislation that prevents users from spending more than $30,000 on an exchange within a year. And I, I generally trade more than that um, in a year. So there's just like been a lot of restrictions. There's been a lot of vulnerabilities. We've had CEOs randomly die um, suddenly. And so I kind of moved away from um, the centralized exchanges and started exploring the decentralized ones. But in addition to those reasons, the centralized exchanges are also being closed. They're being shut down in Canada. So most of the ones I was on, I was on Beatrix, Gate.io, Hotbit, Qcoin, Binance, Hobi. Um, a lot of them have been shut down. Um, so I'm now exploring um, the decentralized exchanges space. I first started out with Uniswap. Um, this was like in its very earliest versions and coming from, you know, trading on centralized exchanges and the experience really sucked. So I then tried to and the features were also very minimal. So like you could only do swaps. There were limited assets on Uniswap and then there were like high slippage rates. There's just a lot of issues with the user experience. So that deterred me as well from like trading on DEXs. I tried a couple others, though. I tried Curve Finance. The UE was just like really awful. In my opinion, it's still awful to this day. Um, I tried BSC, like the Binance Smart Chain, got rugged by some smart contract deployers. Um, and then I stayed off of like DEXs for a bit. And then this year, I actually met Sunny in France. And then I wasn't using Osmosis at the time. That was earlier this summer. And then I met him, Aaron, um, Emperor Osmo, a couple of people from Osmosis again in Turkey. And I got to know the team and then I explored the product and I realized, wow, like they have a really solid product. They're really awesome people. Why not use their product? And I think that's pretty much been the same experience with Levana. I didn't use Levana until I had an interaction with you, Jonathan, but we spoke and then I was like, okay, I like Jonathan. And then... It wasn't even a week, maybe two weeks after that, I tested it out. And then I was like, okay, wow, I like Jonathan, good product. So here I am now, like one of the super users of both uh, Osmosis and uh, Levana. Well, I think one of the things that impressed me the most from our, our, our early conversations, and by early conversations, I mean, what, like a month ago, you know, maybe, maybe six weeks ago. I don't, I don't remember when we first spoke, um, but we've spoken a bunch of times since then. And um, you were just incredibly insightful about the needs that you had, about some of the pain points in the user interface, um, the questions that you asked about uh, security and about implementation uh, showed that you were a um, the, exactly the type of user that Lovana was interested in acquiring. Um, you knew what you wanted. You had a lot of experience from the centralized world. You understood the pain point of the centralized world. And, Oh man, if you're not familiar with the story of that uh, mysterious death of the CEO of the Canadian exchange, I forget the name of that, but that was one of the weirdest uh, news stories that I can remember. Gerald Coton. I know his name because I had funds on Quadriga, so that really sucked. That was when I realized that, holy shit, like, yeah, I should probably not keep my funds on a centralized exchange. He, like, yeah, what sorry. was it? He <laughs> fell off? He, no, no, it's fine. Please interrupt. Yeah, I, I tend so, to... Uh, I tend to monologue. He fell off a cliff or something, right? No, like no, what, in, worse. in India? No, worse. So he 
he built a really good like brand around his persona and people thought he was actually a really good person and a lot of people trusted him put a lot of funds in quadriga it was the biggest exchange in canada he went on a christmas trip with his wife um december i don't know if it was 2017 or 2018 and then apparently he suddenly died of crohn's disease and he was the only one with the keys to the funds on quadriga so nobody else had access. No one on the Quadriga team had access to the funds. And this guy apparently just like randomly, there were no signs of illness. He died. So there's a documentary about it on Netflix. And they kind of hint at the fact that there may have been some foul play, but it's not clear what happened. Maybe he did die. But even if he did genuinely die, like... That goes to show you how messed up it can be if you trust a central intermediary with your funds and then they die. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe he's actually in a submarine by the Titanic. You know, who, who knows? That's a, that's a popular place for billionaires. I hope that's not too soon of a joke. Uh, you know, uh, my, uh, my sensitivity around um, tragedy is, uh, is, is not the best. But... So the, uh, you know, some of the things that I, I want to double tap on, um, and, and I guess from your experience with Levana, and, you know, I'm going to walk a little bit through the product offering, and I'd, I'd love to just like stop and, and get your real-time feedback. Because I remember in our last conversation, uh, I, I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, man, I wish that we were having this conversation of, on, a, a, on a podium or, you know, on a stage somewhere so that other people could hear it, because it's, it's so insightful. So there's, um, there's a few different types of markets on Levana. There's crypto collateralized markets, and there is um, stablecoin collateralized markets. I'm curious, do you, you know, which markets have you been trading on, and do you have any preference uh, one way or another? Do you find any advantage of, the, um, uh, of, you know, of, of, of one versus the other? And, and along those lines, are you a liquidity provider? Um, at, in, at, uh, on any markets on Levana. So that was a few different questions all call, bundled together. Andrew, mute if you're trying to respond. Okay, so we may have lost it. So I'll keep, uh, you know, I'll talk a little oh, bit. Oh, sorry, can you hear me? Oh, yep, there we go. Yeah, so I was saying, um, I do provide liquidity on some markets on Levana. I just prefer not to mention which ones I provide liquidity on. As for um, like the stablecoin, um assets or like the like crypto collateralized assets i trade both of them um really for me and i said i'm going to be underwhelming um for this conversation because i do something called trend following and in that way i mitigate a lot of risk that i would maybe experience if i wasn't only focusing on using like the stablecoin backed assets um and so Essentially, I only enter positions once a trend has been established and it is clear to me that it is safe for me to enter this position. It doesn't matter so much the nature of the asset necessarily. Um, yeah, just because I, I, I follow what people are doing um, and I try to get in when there's a reversal. So my trading strategies are very simplistic, um, but I find that they mitigate a lot of risk in, yeah, and that's really what matters to me. I want to make money, but like I want to mitigate risk. And so trend following is 
Something that is not very popular amongst traders, traders actually shit on trend followers quite a bit, um, but I don't believe that I can divine market movements. So I just enter positions. I literally will trade any asset, any chart, um, as long as I can establish from the chart that there's a trend that's clear to me. So it's a, the trend is your friend, I think is how it was taught to me. The trend is um, my friend, yeah. <laughs> it's in my and, bio. And yeah, 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 and it is. Um, it's. Uh, I think it's a. It's a great concept because some of the hardest things to do in crypto are to mark the bottom or to mark the top. But in many cases, when a a clear trend is um, has presented itself, so then we all kind of know that it's going to happen. And this is actually one of the the strengths that Levana has over other uh, competing perpetual markets um, because with with leverage the fear is always that the that that it's very easy to open a position it's very easy to deposit your collateral but what's the guarantee that you're going to be able to close your position and and going to be able to uh, get your profits out now on on some exchanges and this is you know definitely plagued um, uh, uh, centralized exchanges, even going back to before computers, to just uh, you know, um, you know, manual exchanges on ticker tape, you know, a hundred years ago. But whenever there's uh, leverage trading, when the market leans in one direction too much over the other, then there just aren't enough losers to pay out all of the winners. And in that case, the exchange goes becomes insolvent. And uh, and a lot of um, more advanced traders kind of look at the amounts of collateral locked in the contracts and the funding rates, and and they try and um, determine whether or not they're trading with size that's too large for the particular venue, especially for a lot of smaller altcoins, um, you know, or penny stocks in in the, in the world of tradefi, because they want to make sure that uh, that you know, if they put money long into something and then, you know, that something does 100x, are they really actually going to be able to get that 100x out? Uh, and this was, um, you know, if you if you got hit by FTX, you felt this. If you got hit by Voyager, you felt this. Or, or BlockFi, you felt this. Um, and then this type of insolvency has plagued uh, many other um, exchanges uh, that, that offer margin and leverage um, you know, whether it was a uh, purpose or M E X C or, or not M E X C M M M M E M Dex. I don't know. There's the names escaped me and I don't want to mislabel anything. So uh, it's fair enough to say just in many cases, um, you know, these types of insolvency have happened and Levana came to, to solve this and you can see it in the uh, funding rate opportunities on every market that you open up. Um, you can see, you know, how much the longs and the shorts are paying each other. And the popular side is always paying the not popular side. And there's a limit to how many, um, how much imbalance can be created between the two markets. And uh, that means that at some point, if too many people are long and not enough people are short, the exchange will simply refuse to allow anybody to go, um, you know, to take more long positions. And this is to, uh, ensure that everyone that currently is long will have guaranteed profit taking, you know, if they are correct. Um, 
I'm curious yeah. if you've ever encountered this in, in your in your trading strategies with Lavana. And have you ever gone into a market just as a counter trader just to try and pick up, you know, some of the juicy funding rates? Not really, no. Have you ever been in a situation where you tried to open uh, a market, but it was already, uh, the open interest was already maxed out? Nope, we might have a bit of a delay. So I'll talk, uh, I'll move the conversation also to another, um, you know, another uh, concept or just a double tap on one of the things that we spoke about before is that the, the crypto collateralized markets and the stablecoin collateralized markets. One of the nice things about the crypto collateralized markets is you can um, you can earn in um, you can earn in the asset that uh, that you have um, uh, that you have uh, deposited it. So, for example, on the Bitcoin market, you can deposit Bitcoin, and and that will be used by traders um, to go long or short and to generate their leverage. And you're essentially counter betting against the traders. You're saying. I don't care if the price of Bitcoin is going to go up or down. I just think that traders are going to lose more than they will win. And at certain parts of the cycle, you know, when it's uh, when there's just like a, a steady bull run, you know, the traders might win more than they lose. But over a long enough period of time, um, you know, history has shown us that traders tend to lose more than they win. That's why Binance is worth so much. That's why Coinbase is worth so much because traders tend to to lose over time. Um, and uh, what Levan is essentially allowing you to do by depositing into the LP buckets is essentially to bet on trader losses, to bet on the house, so to speak. So the, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm curious that without necessarily uh, listing the specific markets, um, any thought process that you have about, uh, about preference of being an LP in the crypto markets and earning, you know, Bitcoin or Adam or SP Adam, um, SP Adam is a, is a nice one that I'll, I'll talk about in a minute. Um, versus you know depositing straight into the into the stablecoin markets like Solana and Dot and you know BNB that that are on Lavana. Yeah, so I did answer the last question. Like I said, there are some questions that maybe I'll be open to answer. Maybe I won't necessarily be open to answer. Um, but as far as the last question you asked, I do both. Um, so I kind of like I split my capital into different allocations and essentially I provide liquidity. I don't um, provide a lot of liquidity on Levana, to be honest. I do most of my liquidity provision on Osmosis and then kind of stick with validators and then trade on Levana. I don't necessarily have. OK, I, I have a preference. Okay, it's it's complicated in the sense that when you're trading, I know you're saying that traders tend to lose more than they win. And I've actually seen some stats saying it's 50-50. Personally, because of the fact that I trend follow and I'm very, very, I'm a mechanical trader. So essentially what that means is it doesn't matter if things are going super good, like we are sticking to the plan, we go in, we exit, and that's that. Um, so... In that sense, it's very rewarding, um, but there's also just that risk and you never know when shit could hit the fan and you could think you called a trend and you, you haven't. So in that sense, I do prefer to provide liquidity, but the rewards that I get from 
providing liquidity are not, I wouldn't say they're anywhere close to, um, you know, the profits that I've made from trading. So I do both to kind of balance the risk, but I kind of have a preference for trading the perps as opposed to, yeah, providing liquidity. Great answer. And what about hodling? Does hodling play a role in your strategy at all? Like, I don't know if you, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what your family situation is. Like, I don't know if you have kids or anything like that, but do you have any just like Bitcoin that you just like stashed away that to like give your kids at their wedding or I don't know, that, does that concept play, uh, is that, does that mean anything to you? Kind of like something so, that you'll hold on to no matter what? So for me, I look at liquidity provision and like sticking with delegators, that's huddling. But in addition to that, I also have like crypto that's completely out of the market right now. and. I am not using it. I plan to hold it long term. Most of that is Bitcoin from very long time ago. Um, I studied economics, so I have a very big interest just in like Bitcoin from I had a big interest in the tokenomics around Bitcoin and then all the value prop around decentralizing the world as we know it being accessible to everybody. And when you factor in how many people are in the world and how many Bitcoin exists. Yeah, I I knew that this is something that's going to be quite successful um, in the long term. So I hold Bitcoin that I haven't touched and I have no intention of touching maybe even for the next 10 years. Um, but then then I have the ones that I hold, quote unquote, hold, um, but I'm essentially providing liquidity and staking yeah, with validators. That's uh yeah that that's a great answer you know I um yeah looking at you know the fact that there's 21 million Bitcoin and there only ever will be 21 million Bitcoin is uh, and then you think like there's seven million people in Hong Kong there's like what is it it's like ten times as many people in New York like it's you couldn't even fill like a major metropolis city with um you know with with uh, one pointers just because there aren't enough Bitcoin in the world. So it's a it's a very interesting. It will be an, a very interesting uh, next, you know, ten to thirty years, um, as you know. With the, and and I think the Bitcoin. I think we're all here because, uh, you know, in general, we're we have a, a long term bias. Um, so it, going back, uh, I guess to to you know, you had mentioned that you've never to trading. I'd asked you a question about funding rates. You know, sometimes the funding rates and and um, there is a stats page on Bitcoin, or I mean, on uh, Levana, um, that shows all of the markets and what the APRs are. If you go, if it's on the tab, um, you know, in the top middle, you click stats, and then there's a link. It's called the whale page. And it just kind of shows a, a grid of all of the stats that, you know, somebody might want to look at at a glance. Have you ever seen that page? Or have you ever spent any time I in general have. on the stats? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. So I'm I'm curious how have you found that useful? If uh, if it's part of your trading strategy to look at that, and and if so, can you share a little bit about you know what brings you to that page and what kind of information are you trying to glean from it? So back to you know I'm like for lack of a better word I'm anal about privacy and we've had a long conversation about that. So. I don't like this page because I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I, yeah, there's, I don't know if I'm looking at the right one. There's one that shows the traders and their position. And, you know, let me see. 
I'm not well, that's, that's the top I'm... traders. Yeah, yeah. So not the leaderboard. You're talking about the leaderboard where it shows. I mean, and all that cha- all that data is on on chain. So there is a. But you make it conveniently accessible. <laughs> counts the most. Well, we, um, you know, well, well, number one is is that we're going to be building copy trading, where you can see the most popular, the most successful accounts on Levana, and then you can actually see what that's rates right. that they that they charge if you want to copy trade them. And then like, for example, let's say that you had an account that, uh, and it doesn't have any personal identifiable information. It's just, uh, it's just a, an, an osmosis wallet address, but you might see a certain osmosis wallet address that's made a hundred thousand dollars of profit. And you might think, holy crap, this is a person is a genius. And so then you might want to say, well, I've got like five grand. Let me just deposit it into their account. And then, I'll copy trade on, on, you know, alongside them when they make money, I'll make money when they lose money, I'll lose money. And you'll be able to just trustlessly, um, you know, see what fee that they take for allowing you to piggyback off of their accounts. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and, and it's, uh, I, I know on other trading platforms, uh, this has been a very popular way for traders to make some extra income. Um, you know, it's almost like a, like a, a mini, um, hedge fund, you know, our active, uh, you know, active management. Uh, and, and then the traders will be able to, you know, define what type of fees that they want. So that's the direction of where we're going there. And that's the leaderboard, which you can find on the menu. But I'm specifically talking about if you go to the stats page, I don't know if you have uh, Lavana open in front of you, um, you know, I'm no. just pacing back, back and forth. Uh, but uh, but on the stats page, there's a, there's a link to something called the whale page, which gives the funding rates, the APRs, the open interest, the liquidity, all of the details about the market, not about the traders themselves. So if that's something you're not familiar with, then that's fine. That's a great answer. It's maybe something mm-hmm. that we need to promote a little bit better. No, I'm just looking at this now. I've actually never seen this before. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, you learn, mm-hmm. you, you learn something from, uh, from this interview. Um, so, yeah, so I'd love to hear, now that you're aware that it exists, I'd love to, um, you know, see if this is relevant at all to your trading strategy. Um, also, one of the, you know, coming back to the, the um, you know, some of the features on the front end, and you're doing all of your trading just, you said mechanical. So that means that you're using a web browser and you're act- actively placing an order and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, uh, you're, you're executing it by hand. Now, yeah. when you open up orders, do you use... Um, the primarily limit orders, uh, market orders. Do you add stop losses um, or take profits? Um, do you? Does that play a role? Or and and if so, you know, I mean, can, I any advice that you can give? <laughs> so I definitely should use stop um, stop loss orders and you know take profits. I typically don't. Um, so for me, when I enter a trading position, the trade is like my baby, and I nurture the trade from start to finish, which is actually quite tiring. Um, I feel quite tired <laughs> even just right now from doing that because um, sometimes you think the market's going in one direction and it doesn't. And then you end up having to nurse a trade, um, literally nurse it and just hope for the best. And that's happened to me where I was literally staring at my screen for an hour not for an hour for a day for a whole day um because i didn't set stop loss orders or take profits so i actually 
was making a lot of profit. Then all of a sudden the market took a turn. Now I was like too deep in the trenches and I was not prepared to take that loss. So I just had to like let it like run and then go back up and then finally um, close at just like break even. So I should probably use stop loss orders more than I do. Um, I should probably use take profit more as well. Um, but I prefer to just monitor it and do it manually. So like I said, this is going to be really underwhelming. My strategies are very simplistic. And as much as it's mechanical and I go in with a set of predefined rules, I am the one who kind of enforces those rules. So when I enter a position, closing it, it's me who does it. It's not the system that does it. And it's been problematic. So yeah, definitely one of the notes that I've taken down. Every time I trade and something goes wrong, I write some notes just for myself to remember. Um, and that's one of the things I've written a couple of times that I should do that I don't do enough. Have you ever read uh, Reminiscence of a Stock Operator? No. It's, have you, uh, oh, it's a, I'm going to send you a link for the book. Uh, it's, it's fabulous. It's, a, it's about a uh, stock trader, you know, starting his life as like a 12-year-old, you know, with like $4 in his pocket in, in the 1920s, like, or the 1910s, maybe it might even starts. And the book mm -hmm. goes from like 1910 to like 1935. And so you get to see him grow up and, you know, become a millionaire, lose millions of dollars, the, the Great Depression. And, and it's, um, it's just fabulous. And, and it's full of great wisdom that I think is directly relevant for any trader today. And it's a good read, too. So I, I would I'd highly recommend it. Again? I'll send you a link. Reminiscence okay. of a Stock Operator. And um, and and so along the lines of uh, of you know the the, the stop loss and uh, the the take profits, um, yeah, I highly recommend to to add uh, those. Into, I highly you said that you, yeah. I highly recommend it to everybody too. I just don't do it. <laughs> and in terms of uh, you know, you you have um, uh, talked about how boring you are. Probably about I don't know, maybe I lost track of, of count, but. Um, I'm curious if we could get some feedback from the audience. Give us a thumbs up if you're enjoying this conversation and if, if you find that uh, you're learning something either about Levana or about trading strategies. So I'm, I'm, you know, I would think that the, the, the audience is a little bit more um, enthusiastic than you might put them out to be. And um, so we're, we're getting some positive feedback out there. Now, in, uh, in, in uh, addition to this, um, you mentioned that you, uh, that you nurture an order. So one of the unique features that's in Levana is mm -hmm. actually order updates that you yes. can actually click on any order and then you can change everything about it. And it's much mm -hmm. cheaper than other platforms. They force you to close your order and then to reopen a new order because that's where they get most of their fees is on the opening and closing. And so yeah. what, what Levana really goes for the, the best quality product. And so we enable the order update. Can you talk a little bit about the order update and how that plays a role in your trading? Yeah, that's actually saved my life a lot of times um, when, like I said, I don't set a stop loss order, take profits. And now I'm in this position where I'm like down bad <laughs> and I can adjust my leverage. I thought that was really cool. And it's one of my favorite features of Levana that let's say I'm on a 30x leverage trade. I can, in the middle of a bad trade, actually bring it all the way back to one or even zero. Um, wait for the market to 
reverse back in the direction that I'd like for it to go and raise it. Obviously, there's fees involved with that. Um, but that's not something that I've had access to before. And to be honest, I only discovered the feature uh, recently because, like you said, I've been using Levana for a few weeks now. And uh, I find new features um, every so often. And that's probably my favorite feature. And I think that you guys should talk about it a bit more that even though you've entered a position, you can actually adjust and update your um, position. That's really cool. Yeah, I really, really love that. Saved me. You do not understand what I mean when I say it saved me, but it has. <laughs> That's great to hear. I'm so glad because that was such an annoying, that, that was actually a fight between the product team and the engineering team because the amount of edge cases that come from order updates is huge. And so it was like, it was like, do we really need to spend like three weeks building this? Like who's going to actually update their order? Like people make an order and then it just like sits and forgets. But um, I, you know, I, I, I was a, a very passionate uh, uh, BitMEX trader once upon a time. Um, so I totally got wrecked and being able to kind of just like futz around and play with orders, um, you know, what was, you know, like you, like you use the term nurturing and, um, and you know, and just, it was, uh, that was a, that was a pain point and definitely something that, that was important to include in Levana. And yeah. It, yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm curious if, uh, if you, um, if when it, when it comes to, um, uh, I guess, you know, any other uh, platforms that you're working with, if you've also encountered kind of like these pain points or like have any preference where, you know, the, these nuanced features, um, help you determine as to which venues you want to trade on? Um, so for me, I'm quite a, I'm, I'm a fixed person, which is a good thing in some ways, and it's bad in some ways. If I find something that works, I don't necessarily go out of my way to find alternatives. I will say though, so yesterday there's this meme coin that was minted. I think it's called uh, Newt, Newt on Neutron, Astroport. I believe is the um, decks that it was first it, it first appeared on, and so that was the first time actually that I felt okay. I'm seeing all these tweets. I have FOMO, um, and I'm gonna just deploy like a bit of money and see how it goes. It's actually going really well. I'm up over three hundred percent today. Um, anyways, so I tried to move some funds to Astroport. It just I understand that like there was a load on the deck so there were some issues um but it was maybe a bit shocking to me because at the time when i was getting into this meme coin it was valued at one million like that was a market cap and there were only a few people who'd purchased it so just having that experience um doesn't necessarily make me want to interact with other dexes per se um, it's also not a perps dex, but this is just me talking about um, dexes in general. Um, as far as like perps dexes, I used to use Perpetual Protocol. I think it's is what it's called on Ethereum. I think it's on top of Optimism, um, and that's several years ago now. I can't even remember what were the reasons why I didn't like to use it, and I stopped to use it. But I stopped to use it, um, and then I actually just stopped using um perp stexes up until when i had my conversation with you so i think for me 
the speed with which a transaction, like a position is open and closed is very important to me. I think Lavana could maybe improve on that a bit, to be honest. Um, it's not bad. It's not unbearable. And so I still use Lavana a lot, but um, I've been hearing about other alternatives on Solana, for example, that are maybe faster than Lavana. So something worth looking into. Um, but yeah, like you said, the fees are a lot more affordable than a, a lot of other ecosystems. And that might be one of the reasons why I might have stopped using Perpetual Protocol actually um, back in the day. Um, other than that, I think I'm just going on Levana to see why I use Levana. I really love the interface. Um, I love that you're on Osmosis. And like I said, I really like the team behind Osmosis. So they have a good product. Levana is on Osmosis. Levana is a good product. I like the Levana team. Um, so yeah, for me, actually, I think knowing if the product is good, but the vibes from the team are not good i am the type of person who may reconsider actually using a product so the product so far for me has been great i've given you feedback on the areas that i think could be improved like the calculator for a take profit sometimes it's wonky um and then there's some ue feedback that i've provided as well but outside of that i wouldn't say there's necessarily anything um, that makes me want to use another protocol. Maybe if the APRs for liquidity provision are higher on other platforms, then I would consider uh, providing liquidity elsewhere. But I'm pretty happy with what's on here. So not necessarily trying to provide liquidity in other. Yeah. That's great. Thanks for that. And in terms of the, uh, the PML calculator, apologize I haven't followed up with you on that. We did have some, I have some follow-up questions from the engineering team, but we'll, we'll take that offline. Yeah, no worries. Um, and so uh, in terms of uh, the block speed, so we're limited by how quickly blocks uh, appear on Osmosis because we're running on their blockchain. But the, um, we actually uh, have been in engineering talks with the Celestia team about um, launching Lavana as a roll-up because the, the roll-ups that Celestia produces are on um, are, uh, you know, support Cosmosm. So the code that of, of Lavana's code base, which has been audited by PeckShield and by FIO and has had economic uh, overviews by uh, the Delphi team and by Three Sigma. So it's a very battle-tested code um, is actually compatible with the Celestia uh, roll-up. So uh, the, um, in 2024, there will be a, uh, I think it's, it's safe to say that there will be a Celestia roll-up version of Levana, which will also be compatible. Um, with, it'll be like a, a roll-up on top of Osmosis, so to speak. So you'll be able to take your Osmosis assets and then just deposit them into the Levana roll-up, and then you'll get that snappy, you know, sub-second um, speed mm -hmm. where it'll like literally be a hundred times faster. Uh, and more responsive than it is today. So we're okay. very much interest, interested I, in that. I love to hear that because there have been times where I'm trying to close a position at like the topmost profit that I can get. And then it closes, but it takes a while to close. So I come a bit lower, which is not a big deal. It's still at a profit, but it would be ideal if I can close at the amount that I want to close at. So yeah, outside of that, no, I don't really have 
any negative feedback about the platform. I think I told you there's some indicators that I'd like to be added and I can't think of that on top of my mind right now. I would prefer to take that offline as well. Um, but yeah, outside of that, don't really, yeah, there's nothing that would necessarily incentivize me to switch from like for me going into the bull market, I think, not, I think I know I will be using Levana as long as Levana is functional. Well, we'll try our best. You know, it, it's been a rocky, rocky, uh, journey and we know the osmosis team. Well, we know we were actually in the same cohort, um, with Delphi which was the, the Terra cohort back from 2021. And um, along with uh, Mars Protocol, it was the three of us. And it has been, um, you know, getting a, a stable product, um, you know, on Osmosis has not been easy. Um, but the Osmosis team has been super helpful all along the way, you know, just helping us, um, you know, better understand how to interact with nodes and, and how to interact with the epoch time and, you know, just a lot of other technical integration. We definitely would not have been able to achieve what we've achieved without their their strong support. And where I know we're we're almost out of time. We had set forty five minutes for this call, uh, for this interview. And I I just want to thank you again for taking so much time uh, to come and to have this uh, conversation publicly because you're so elegant, uh, eloquent. Um, and I'll take elegant you know, too. Yes, <laughs> and elegant. Yeah, why not both? Um, and uh, it, you know, it's just it's just been a pleasure getting to talk offline and getting to talk now online in the in the public. We do have a proposal that is about to hit on chain. I think tomorrow it goes on chain for liquidity provisioning. It's going to be a loan swap, which was suggested by Sunny in uh, Spaces um, about a week ago. So he had suggested that Lavana um, approach the Osmosis community. And uh, we're requesting uh, a million dollars of Osmo, roughly, uh, to bootstrap the liquidity of an LVN Osmo pair on, um, on the Osmosis decks. And then three months out, that loan will be repaid with, with a, you know, some type of uh, sweetener. Um, I think it's a, it's, uh, the exact number escapes me, but it's in the proposal. Um, so that way, the whatever the the dollar value, uh, you know, of the average dollar value of Lavana is, there will be a premium paid back. So it's a uh, it's it's very low risk to the Osmosis community, and it ensures that Osmosis gets a huge stake in the most popular app currently running on Osmosis. Um, so if you haven't taken a look a time to look at that proposal, um, it's in the Osmosis forums. Lavana just puts out some tweets about it. So if you check Lavana's profile you'll see some uh, some tweets out there um and please go give your feedback and if you are uh, a a staker of osmo you know you'll be on the lookout for this uh governance proposal and um we we look forward to, to seeing your your vote you know whether it's a yes or a no but i hope it's, it's going to be a yes so if there's any other questions we have a few minutes left so if there's anybody else here in the audience that wants to come up and ask Questions either for myself or the Levana team, um, you know, uh, or for Winfred. You know, where this is a this is a great time to do it. Just request. As we wait for that, I'm going to throw you under the bus. You said this was about osmosis, the traders chain, and then you asked me about trading on Levana that I was not prepared to talk about. So, 
Damn you, Jonathan. <laughs> well, you're you're right. Well, I didn't mean it to be a bait and switch. I do. We just we I, I lost track of the time. I'll tell you, kind of in a nutshell, the angle that I wanted to go through, and I should have had like timestamps on uh, on the questions. I think this really was about an hour and a half of content. So here's the here's the theory in, and we'll and, you know I hope you have an extra couple minutes because we'll run through this. Mm-hmm. Terra was a much bigger platform with a lot more depth than all of the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem. At that time, Osmosis was a uh, was an app chain, meaning that there was only one app that was running on it, which was the Osmosis Dex. The primary use case of the Osmosis Dex at the time was um, was uh, you know to take your staking rewards that you got from staking to some validator and then convert it to stable coins, which was Axelar USDC, and then to somehow you know get it like to exit from the system with some type of a profit. So all of the DGen activity, like the real traders, and then this is just my theory or thesis. So I'm I'm curious to hear if you disagree here, but the um, you know all of the DGen activity that was happening within Cosmos was happening on Terra. And then when Terra collapsed, um, so suddenly, you know, in like a two-day period, so all the DGENs got wrecked. And many of them left crypto. I'd say the majority of them left crypto entirely. But the ones that uh, remained were pretty much all poor um, and, uh, you know, and just didn't have the appetite. And then we had a 400-plus day bear market. And so there wasn't really any, like, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a place for there to be like a trader's chain within Cosmos. And there wasn't a an appetite for degenerate activity, and then now what we're seeing is as the bull market starts to you know as the winter starts to thaw. I don't want to get ahead of myself, you know, or or, or jinx it. But as the winter starts to thaw, it looks to me like what is emerging is um, osmosis as taking up that that mantle for the um, you know for 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 becoming like the new, the new Terra, so to speak. Um, and then we see that in, you know, the, the pro trader feature, which they just came out with, with the concentrated liquidity, which allows for um, much more nuanced um, market making with, uh, you know, with uh, Lavana, which is, you know, uh, which has a, a plethora of perpetual swaps, um, you know, markets with margin, which has, you know, squared perps, um, and I, I'm curious if, uh, you know, that's kind of my thesis and, and I'm curious if you see osmosis as being a place that's going to attract traders like yourself. Um, I think so. I've already recruited a couple of people, to be honest. Um, I post every now and then about my experiences in the Cosmos ecosystem and the gateway to Cosmos is actually osmosis and it's been a rabbit hole since um and yeah i so i've worked in marketing um actually the bulk of my contributions in this industry have been professionally in the role of marketing but something that i also recognize that has made my role in marketing easy is the fact that i also know that i'm kind of the target audience (laughs) that we typically want to market to um so just the fact that myself i'm seeing osmosis and my experience on osmosis as being the best um, DEX experience so far in the ecosystem leads me to believe that this is where people will be. And that is validated by the data. I mean, you can see that the liquidity is more on osmosis. Admittedly, they've 
been around with no issues for longer. But um, yeah, the volume's also on osmosis. And yeah, I just, they have the audience. They've got a really good brand. I like how approachable they are. They also have, and this is something that a lot of people look down on. Like there's a Dijon vibe almost to like the Levana and the Osmosis brands. And what people don't understand is that the market is Dijon right now. There's no navigating that, right? So people will go to the brands that they feel that they can resonate best with. And for me, I just, I love the brand, love the product, love the team. So I think that's probably going to be the experience of a lot of people who, you know, encounter Osmosis and Levana. So yeah, I'm pretty confident about that. And I have every intention to spend and have most of my capital on um, osmosis for the bull run, if it is a bull run, like you said. Yeah, just don't look the bull in the eye or make sudden movements. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to scare it away. So I think that that's a great way to, uh, to, uh, for me to climb out from under the bus. So we did address the, the, the topic that uh, was in, you know, in the, in the title. And um, I think that this is a good place to cut it. Thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to uh, a follow-up conversation that we'll have offline and um, be excited. You know, we just had the announcement of the partnership with Gate.io. Gate.io is giving away free LVN tokens. Um, I don't even know what you have to do. You have to do, you have to jump through some type of hoops to get it. So you can go and look. Um, we retweeted I know. the tweet. Yep. Um, uh, well, I kind of know. Sorry. Yeah, go, please. Can you explain what you have to do? I think you have to have like a VIP level membership on gate.io was what I read. Um, obviously, you have to complete KYC. And there are some countries, sorry to be the party pooper here, but there's some countries that are barred from participating. So I would have loved to actually um, get in on that. But Canada is one of them. The U.S. and a couple others are barred, but you can find all the details in the gate.io um, blog post. Yep, and uh, and so then shortly after the uh, gate.io, um, there's going to be another uh, centralized exchange which is going to announce something similar, and then we hope to hear um, a rollout uh, from the you know Osmosis Dex, um, from the Helix Dex, and uh, you know a few other Dexes. Um, along with, uh, you know, the upcoming airdrop that we've been waiting years for. So we are, you know, it looks like everything is good to go. Um, it, you know, there's a lot of excitement around this. Um, if you want to hop on a call with uh, some of the Levana team, if you want to get a walkthrough of how to use the product, you know, just, uh, just you know, tag us um, on Twitter, uh, you know, or, or hop into the Discord. You know, this is uh, where we're at a very auspicious time and uh, to be launching the product and launching the token, you know, as the, the market is in the condition that it is today. And I think that our, our future has never looked better. And it's, um, I want to thank everybody who um, has been around for the ride. I know it's been a lot of ups and downs, but we're, we're, we're excited to just, you know, it, the, now the real work starts, you know, the last three years has just been the prep work. Now is when the real work, work starts. So thanks, uh, Winford. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, I think we're, we're done for now. Thank you. Have a good one.
Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle eats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Terrible spaces. <laughs>